What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, June 30th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I am Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What a Day, and our final podcast before the minions meet Gru and everything changes. Yeah, if you thought you heard lightning just now, you didn't. It's the minions. It's the minions meeting Gru. And everything, as I said, is changing. On today's show, we wrap up primary election results from New York, Illinois, and more. Plus, the BA4 and BA5 Omicron variants are now the dominant COVID strains in the U.S. But first, we received more rulings by the Supreme Court on a variety of cases yesterday. So we want to run you through what was decided and what you need to know. Yes. So there were a few key ones here, most of which were sort of along the same lines as the opinions that we've been getting throughout this term. So give us the spark notes here. Yeah, not great. So the biggest change is likely to come from the decision that the court made in Oklahoma v. Castro Huerta. They sided with the state of Oklahoma, and in doing so, they dramatically increased the power that states have over Native American tribes and tribal lands. So Oklahoma wanted to prosecute a non-Native man who was convicted of child neglect against a Native American child that took place on Cherokee land. And basically, up until now, states did not have this kind of jurisdiction over crimes on tribal land. Those were left to tribal courts or the federal government. But this decision is a huge change to that policy. It also undermines a decision that the court made back in 2020 when they determined that nearly half of Oklahoma was Native American reservation land that was beyond the jurisdiction of state authorities. The makeup of the court has changed for the worse since then. So this is what we have now. In the majority opinion, beer lover Brett Kavanaugh wrote, quote, To be clear, the court today holds that Indian country within a state's territory is part of a state, not separate from a state. That is completely at odds with what they decided in 2020 and the precedent in this country. Yeah, a lot of non-precedented things going on with this court at the moment. So what else did they decide yesterday? Yeah, the court also said that states can be sued for discriminating against veterans. That came from a 5-4 decision, Justices Roberts and Kavanaugh joined the court's liberals in the majority there. And in another case, they allowed Louisiana to use a Republican-drawn congressional map for this November's midterm elections that lower courts say likely violates the Voting Rights Act by diluting the power of black voters. Black people make up one-third of Louisiana's voters, but only one of the state's six congressional districts is majority black. Their Democratic governor vetoed this map, didn't think it was fair, but the GOP-led legislature overrode that. The high court didn't give any reason for granting the state's request. They normally don't in cases like this. But the court has accepted a similar case from Alabama that raises questions about whether or not states need to create districts like this under the Voting Rights Act for their term that starts in the fall. Yeah, it's so much, uh, truly, all the time. And as we go to record this on Wednesday night, we're still waiting on the Supreme Court to decide a few more cases, two of which are especially 
really consequential. So can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah. So those two cases involve immigration and the Environmental Protection Agency or the EPA. The first will determine whether or not the Biden administration can get rid of the Trump era remain in Mexico border policy. So back in 2019, this program basically started sending non-Mexican citizens who came to the U.S. seeking asylum at the southern border to Mexico instead of detaining them or releasing them in the U.S. while their immigration proceedings happened. Critics said that the policy was inhumane and left asylum seekers in dangerous conditions, but so far lower courts have blocked Biden from ending this policy. The other case will determine if the EPA has the authority to regulate carbon emissions from power plants. The court's decision in this case could affect more than just power plants, though, if it rules against the EPA. That means the federal government could be limited when it tries to regulate emissions in other industries, like with car makers. It would be a huge blow to the fight against climate change and several other things. Yeah, it seems like there's a possibility of any sort of like regulatory power potentially being stripped from agencies. Yeah, people are watching it really closely for that reason. Yeah. And so the court is set to release these decisions this morning. They very well could have by the time you're listening to this episode. But something else is happening today in the court as well. Yeah. So Justice Stephen Breyer will officially retire today at noon Eastern time after these decisions are released. That is the end of the Supreme Court's term. He announced his retirement back in January. So not a surprise. We already know his replacement, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. She will be sworn in later today as the court's newest justice by Breyer himself immediately following his departure. Yeah. And so for all the latest from the court, remember to follow Crooked on all of our socials, plus subscribe to Crooked's pod hot take so you can get their reaction specifically to that EPA decision, as well as strict scrutiny for all things about the Supreme Court. More on all of that very soon, but that is the latest for now. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. Ukrainian and Russian officials agreed to the largest prisoner exchange since the war began in February. Yesterday, 144 soldiers returned to Ukraine, while the same number of Russian and pro-Russian troops were released as well. Out of the Ukrainian soldiers, 95 of them defended the seal plant in the city of Mariupol, where they were forced to surrender back in May. According to Ukraine's military intelligence agency, the majority of released Ukrainian soldiers suffer from serious injuries, including, quote, fire and fragment wounds, explosive injuries, burns, fractures, and limb amputations. Wow, I think I speak for everyone when I say that this war has gone on for too long. Yes. Disgraced former R&B singer R. Kelly was sentenced by a federal court to 30 years in prison yesterday for recruiting women and underage girls for sex. Many of Kelly's victims appeared in court on Wednesday for the ruling, and Gloria Allred, their attorney, had this to say about her clients. Together, they were able to fight his power by becoming empowered young women themselves. But Kelly's legal woes aren't over yet. He still faces another trial in Chicago on more federal charges. These ones are for producing child pornography and additional counts of grooming minors for sex. That trial is scheduled for August 15th. It has been over four months since WNBA star Brittany Griner was detained by Russian authorities, and there are still no signs that she will be released anytime soon. On Monday, a Russian court extended her detention for the fourth time, ordering that she remain in custody for at least six more months to coincide with her upcoming criminal trial. She's accused of possessing vape cartridges containing hashish oil while traveling through Moscow's airport. 
The White House reaffirmed its commitment to getting Griner released earlier this week. But the basketball star's wife, Sherelle Griner, spoke out on Thursday, asking the public to put pressure on federal officials to fulfill their promise. In a radio interview with the Reverend Al Sharpton, she said this. You know, until my wife is home, you know, there's a, a huge piece of me that is missing. Griner is scheduled to appear in court tomorrow, where she'll face charges of, quote, large-scale transportation of drugs. And if she's convicted, Griner could face up to 10 years in prison. Ooh. Yeah, um, we will join Sherelle Griner in that public pressure. I feel like we have been wondering why this hasn't been happening, why there hasn't yeah. been more calls for Brittany Griner's release and return to the U.S. for quite a long time. So we are right there with you. Seriously. Our little COVID variants grow up so quickly. It seems like just yesterday, BA4 and BA5 were just taking their first steps right into our respiratory systems. Oh, no. But now they are likely to be the dominant strains in the U.S. It really is crazy watching them grow. The CDC currently estimates that these strains account for more than half of the new cases around the country, but experts warn that that number could rise in the coming weeks. Oh, no. Please, no. Mm -mm. That is because BA4 and BA5 can occasionally evade prior immunity from vaccines and infection by earlier Omicron subvariants. So if you are like me, the other people on this show who have gotten COVID several times, you were thinking you were in the clear, maybe we're not, and I don't like the sounds of that. That being said, there is little to no evidence that suggests that they cause more severe illness. Yeah, I have never learned to count past five, and I'm not going to start now. So there you go, BA4 and five. Uh, Some updates from this week's primary election, starting with New York State. Incumbent Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul easily secured her party's nomination in her race. And on the GOP side, Congressman Lee Zeldin ran away with it, even in spite of Rudy Giuliani's noble sacrifice of his one fragile back for his son Andrew's campaign. Uh, Over in Colorado, Republican voters largely rejected election deniers that aligned themselves with Trump and opted for more moderate picks. In the GOP Secretary of State primary, big lie booster Tina Peters lost to Pam Anderson. No relation. This Pam is a former county clerk who has long defended the integrity of Colorado's vote-by-mail system. In Illinois, GOP voters largely embraced Trump's picks. Conservative State Senator Darren Bailey won the GOP primary for governor after being endorsed by Trump. And incumbent House Representative Mary Miller of the state's 15th district won her race, bringing her one step closer to being reelected. If Miller's name happens to sound familiar, she appeared with Trump at a campaign rally over the weekend and described the overturning of Roe v. Wade as a, quote, victory for white life. I'm from Illinois. This is so incredibly embarrassing. If you are feeling it with me, you're listening to this show, get on votesaveamerica.com. Let's make some calls. We cannot have these people anywhere near any office of power. Like so many parents of fussy toddlers, Taco Bell is shoving Cheez-Its in our mouths to calm us down. (laughs) For these next two weeks and only at one restaurant in Southern California, the chain is testing out what they call the Big Cheez-It Tostada and Big Cheez-It Crunch Wrap Supreme. Hell yeah. Appearing very much like something a skateboarding third grader would eat in a cartoon, each item is bright orange and is built around a giant 16 times scale Cheez-It. That's right. They're wild to look at. Mm -hmm. You must look at the pictures. Taco Bell described it as, quote, abundantly cheesy and nostalgic, yet magically modern. Which you could also say about a giant string cheese on a Subway footlong bread roll. No, I wouldn't. I would never say that. Taco Bell, they're the only innovators in this game. They really are major innovators. And I think it's, um, you know, I'm just going to say, I don't think this is going to stay at that one restaurant. I think Mm -mm. we're going to be seeing big cheese. It's spreading around 
our uh, lovely country of ours. Wad called it. Yeah, one hopefully in front of my face uh, soon. <laughs> yes. I think it looks good. Everybody's disgusted by the fact that I think it looks good. I think it looks good. <laughs> I don't know if it looks good per se, but I am intrigued by it. I just want to know, like, when you blow up a Cheez-It to 16 times the size of what it should be, mm-hmm. is the structural integrity still there? Does it still have the flavor? Mm. I don't know. I'm watching a lot of Top Chef lately. I got a lot of questions. It would be very funny if it was remarkably soggy, like <laughs> right in the middle of really defeat the point of uh, the entire enterprise. But we'll find out. Um, Those are the headlines. We'll be back after some ads with 100% pure uncut sentimentality about my last episode here. Oh. What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. Really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. All right, everybody. As I mentioned last week, I am wrapping up my time with the show, and I just want to say a few things Uh, I'm going to try to keep this brief uh, because we have more important stuff to attend to. And this is a short show. I'm not going to succeed in this endeavor. Anyway, (laughs) it would be really an enormous understatement to say that the world has significantly challenged us for as long as what a day has existed. We started in 2019 thinking that, you know, much of our focus would be on the upcoming election. Uh, We were almost immediately thrust into the pandemic and all the difficulties that created from how we were going to continue doing this new show to how to cover it, to how to keep our heads screwed on through it, you know, like in our work and our personal lives. We are not exactly on the other side of it, of course, but looking back, I think that is really indicative of how our personal and professional lives have been over the last three-ish years. Careening from one unforeseen challenge to the next, thinking the moment that you have a grip on the story for your own personal sanity and for the sake of planning, reporting, recording, and living your life, some other calamity arises and it feels like you're being swallowed up by all of it. Now, maybe I'm just speaking for myself there. I don't think that that's true. But my point is, in this churn, in these chaotic, doom-filled moments, it's often difficult to take stock of what we're doing and why we're doing it, to not completely give in to despair and to really recognize the enormous miracle of all of you pulling this off every day, uh, something I'm very confident that no one else could do the same way. So as I wrap up here and the Oscar speech music starts to play, because I have talked more than I said I would, I call that one, I just really wanted to say thanks again for making that possible. Uh, To everyone here at WAD, your creativity, humor, and compassion has made this possible and will continue to make this show possible Every person who has been a part of this team and everyone who is right now at this very second should never lose sight of this tremendous thing that you build every day. And never forget, as we face more difficult days ahead, that this is important and it matters. I know it's hard to always see that. Uh, To everyone on the outside who has downloaded or listened or sent story suggestions or kind words or criticisms even, uh, or just reacted to things that we've done, it means more than you will ever know. 
even if I responded or not, even if I saw it or not, thank you. Um, thank you to my girlfriend who let me turn our bedroom into a studio for years. I am really just immensely proud of the show we created and so, so grateful for the opportunity to have been a part of it. I'm sad to go, but I'm thrilled about what WAD can be in the future. And I can't wait to see and hear what all of you do next, including how long bad sound sticks around. <laughs> I think forever. <laughs> That's it. Gideon. Oh my God. I'm tearing up over here. That was beautiful. But, um, you know, it wouldn't be a WAD send off if we didn't have a little surprise for you. We refuse to let you have no, the last word on your last no. episode. <laughs> We have a little message from our team from the bottom of our hearts. Let's take a listen. You know what, Gideon? We all are going to miss you. I'm particularly going to miss that signature way that you say your name at the beginning of every episode. I'm Gideon Resnick. <laughs> Gideon, I'm going to miss smiling and nodding without a thought in my brain whenever you tell us about a movie you love that was made before I was born. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many things I'm going to miss about Gideon. I'm going to miss his deadpan jokes. Um, which only sometimes veer into dad joke territory. Gideon, I'm going to miss how listeners never got a chance to see how much you gesture while you talk over the <laughs> Zooms, like you're swatting away so many different flies in the middle of reading some of the most terrible or greatest stories out there. Gideon, I'm really going to miss how you always offer to help in anything and everything in production. You even offer to do some of my work for me sometimes. Gideon, I'm going to miss the gorgeous print of an astronaut that was on the wall behind you the entire time we recorded from home, never hung up, just leaning there. But I'm sure it'll be hung up soon and it's going to look so good. Gideon, you are a gem of a human, a coworker, and I feel very lucky to call you a friend. You were so, so welcoming to me and to everybody else when they joined the show. You have been the longest standing, you know, mainstay of the show from day one. Gideon, I will miss my favorite part of editing every episode, which is when I get up to your response to the line. And if you enjoy reading and not just blank like me, whether the joke's good or bad, you always have a vaguely similar but very supportive chuckle. And it always makes me smile. I mean, I will say that Gideon has been a rock on that show during uh, a pandemic. Gideon did this show. Uh, Race reckoning fires every day, all week for how many years? <laughs> a lot of he years. He crushed that show. So professional. Gideon, we're going to miss you. Brings so a journalist thoughtful. sensibility to our, our morning news show. And journalist ethics. And he's just a pleasure. A we're going to miss you, Gideon. He's a great Gideon. guy. Works his ass off. Oh, we think you should reconsider. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? Okay, let's go convince Gideon to stay. Let's put the screws to him. <laughs> well, we wow. hope it works. All right. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I got to make some calls. Let me, uh, let me, let me get off here. Um, wow, that was deeply touching. The second we get off this call, uh, I'm going to go cry for a little <laughs> while, um, but not going to do it in front of you. Not giving you that final piece. Anyway, thank you. I, it means a lot to me. Well, thank you, Gideon, for being you. And I said it in my little segment. It got cut out. But when you listen to a podcast, it feels like you become friends with a person. And I... Feel sorry for the Wad Squad who has not met you because you in person and being your actual friend is 10 to 15 times better than oh, hearing wow. you on this show. You're a gem and we're going to miss you so, so much. Wow. 
One more thing before we go. Wad is taking a break for the July 4th weekend where we'll be probably crying over Gideon's departure. We'll be back with a new episode one week from now and five days after the release of Minions Rise of Gru on Thursday, July 7th. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, watch over this podcast like it was your own child, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just new Taco Bell menu items created by the devil to test us, like me, well, today is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and back, back to you, Gru. It's funny. He's actually my replacement. Surprise. Yeah, he's coming. He's bringing some minions. He's very good with all of this. You wouldn't know it based on the films, but he has a lot of skills. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me, Gideon Resnick. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.